Hello, and welcome to Strategic Thinking, a new podcast series produced by Gray, Gray & Gray, featuring CEOs, founders, and other senior business leaders discussing what's happening in their industry and how they are strategically guiding their companies for growth. I am Brian Pierce, Director of Strategic Business Planning for Gray, Gray & Gray, and your host for this series. I'm excited to share with you these conversations with innovative business leaders in New England and beyond, and I am confident that our listeners will gain many insights that they will find valuable as they focus on rapidly growing their businesses, regardless of their industry. My guest today is Marty Mazzella, owner and president of Thai Sales in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Thai Sales has been an essential partner to municipal water utilities and other customers in the water industry since it was founded in 1963. Marty purchased Thai Sales in 2018 from the family that founded the company and is now leading the growth and transformation of this successful business. Infrastructure in the U.S. water street is in need of significant investment. In fact, one publication illustrated it this way by saying that if the estimated 2.1 trillion with a T gallons of expensive treated water that leaks from the country's outdated systems each year somehow sloshed its way to New York City, that 298 foot deep flood would swallow Manhattan. Wow. Marty, thanks for joining me today. It sounds like transforming our aging water infrastructure is a great opportunity for Thai sales. And so I look forward to your uh, insights. Marty, Thai Sales is a leading distributor of products to water utilities and others in the Northeast. You acquired Thai Sales, as I mentioned, in 2018 after a very successful career with several uh, companies in the water industry. And I just wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what strategic opportunities you saw that made you want to acquire a business in the water industry. Marty. Well, Brian, thanks for having me. Um, It's good to be here this morning. Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, I originally had no intention of acquiring a company when I was approached by Kevin Tai, uh, the former owner and the son of the founder, Bert Tai, uh, to purchase his business. Uh, Kevin and Bill, Kevin and Bert had built a wonderful company, very profitable company. But when I acquired the company, there was uh, not a lot that needed to be changed. However, there was uh, not any future looking plans. So what I saw was an opportunity uh, to plan the growth versus just uh, kind of go with the flow and, and letting the business ride the way it had for years, um, kind of reacting to what was happening in the market as opposed to planning for it. So, um, you know, we focus on customers and I saw the need for some strategic planning so that we could be ready for the changing dynamics of the industry. The industry is changing. Uh, although slowly, much more slowly than um, a lot of industries, but it, it is changing. The workforce is changing. And, you know, there was an opportunity to create uh, a plan and a vision for the company's growth uh, and to set some expectations so that we could be ready for the change before it was too late. You know, we're in a highly competitive market. Uh, people don't realize that there's a lot of industries and a lot of um, companies that compete for business to sell to the water, uh, the water companies into the, in the municipal water space. And those changes are happening now. There's a younger workforce coming in. There are, there's different buying patterns uh, that are evolving, uh, the use of e-commerce and the use of other types of um, electronic uh, purchasing and, and uh, bidding. So we, I felt that in order to make sure the company remained stable and profitable and growing, we had to have a strategic direction 
Um, and with your help, we were able to, you know, put some things in place. But um, that's kind of the, the nutshell of how this got started. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful to the founders that they picked me to buy their company. I'm, Absolutely. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So. That's great. You mentioned a number of ways, uh, Marty, where customers uh, of today are, are changing and, and how Thai sales is responding. Uh, one of those that you mentioned is, uh, you know, looking at the uh, the whole area of uh, different buying patterns and so on, and perhaps even looking at, uh, you know, buying solutions versus parts and, and various things like that. Uh, might comment a little bit more detail on those, please. Uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, the, the, like I said, the, the industry is evolving um, and, you know, technology and, and the need or desire for a lot more data is driving a lot of our customers. They want to explore ways to get more information so they can run the utility better. Uh, they can manage water better. They can reduce non-revenue water, what we call non-revenue water, which is a lot of the leaks you mentioned in the introduction um, and providing better customer service. Uh, all, all of that you know, is, has to be done with, you know, fewer people, uh, uh, budget restrictions, and all kinds of other challenges. So our strategy is really to provide solutions uh, to address the challenges and offer them uh, a different way uh, to, to buy things uh, to fit their business models and their and some of the, uh, the restraints that they may have on them. So in the past, I think that both Thai sales and a lot of our competitors, they had a single solution. And the idea was to sell that solution, almost force feed a single, a single option to the customer. So, uh, you know, as an example, in order to address the needs that our customers, you know, were, are, fa are faced with, we tried to offer multiple ways for the customers to buy a solution to get them that information and the data that they all, you know, really want to run their businesses better, run their, their utilities better. So as an example, we offer a solution now called network as a service. So when a customer needs to replace their metering system, most of them want to go to a sophisticated system where they can acquire the data uh, via uh, radio waves over a network. And the networks can be somewhat sophisticated so what we've allowed, what we've put together is a, is a package where the customers get all the benefits of these advanced metering systems, get all the data, but they may not want to own or manage the network that's necessary that's part of the solution. So we can build out a network, own and operate it for the customer for an annual fee, and that allows them the time and the freedom to go out and do other tasks within the utility uh, and not worry about a network going down or not worry about getting their data on a timely basis. So. You know, that's one example of how, you know, our customers are changing, number one, but how we've offered the um, solution as a way to um, to get the, uh, the necessary components to them without uh, taking on a lot of risk. Yeah, I think that's great, Marty. I mean, I'm certainly old enough to remember uh, having, you know, somebody knocking at the door a few times a year and mm -hmm. asking to go in the basement to read the water meter. And uh, obviously, we've come a long ways since uh, since then over the years in terms of efficiency. And, you know, I think what's really interesting is also not only the way technology is being applied to uh, reading the meters and, and gathering the data, data being so important to every business, 
these days, but um, also, you know, how you've changed uh, or are changing your business model to also encompass this uh, network as a service, as you described it, and uh, really, you know, owning and operating assets so that the utilities can focus on uh, on the distribution of what uh, what they do best. So, uh, very, yeah. very, very interesting uh, change, and and one that I'm sure will continue to uh, to evolve very quickly for uh, for you and and for your customers. Marty, I wonder if we could shift for uh, a moment to the, the strategic planning process that you've referred to already for Thai sales and, and how are you ensuring that all the good ideas that you and your team come up with in terms of strategy, including these, uh, these new solutions uh, are being executed and, and obviously executed on a timely basis in a highly competitive business? Yeah, so... Um... Great question and a great challenge. You know, so compiling and writing the uh, the plan with your help uh, was the first challenge, and uh, I think as when we first met Brian, we we talked about a strategic plan, and I told you that I had a lot of ideas swimming around in my head, but I hadn't gotten any down on paper yet. So, uh, with the help of uh, Bray Gray and Gray, we were able to kind of put some uh, uh, organization to that, and then we were able to come up with what I thought was a really good plan. Uh, but implementation is, is I'm finding an even bigger challenge, you know, mainly because our day-to-day -day business has picked up significantly after COVID. So setting aside the time to work on implementation and, and doing the things that we need to do has been a challenge. However, you know, we, we have taken some, some of the key ideas and we've executed on a number of the tasks that we included in the plan. Uh, the network as a service that I just mentioned before is a good example. We, we've been able to pull together the processes for doing that. We've been able to pull together the legal agreements and so forth that we can show to our customers that it's you know, a viable solution. We've also been able to build a, um, a really good return on investment model uh, for that solution. So if the customer wants to justify the, the direction, we can help them do that to their financial managers to make sure that they're saying that it's a good, it's a good investment. So. Uh, but really, you know, one of the big keys is communication. Um, you know, we delivered the plan, the entire company, I guess, back in March. And, you know, we set the expectations about the future growth and, and how we plan to get there. And during that meeting, we were able to explain to people why it's important to have a strategic plan and, and the work it's going to take to actually execute everything that needs to be done within the plan. I, you know, I heard a statistic that, you know, X percent, you know, more than 50% of strategic plans never really get off the ground because they didn't take the time to really plan out the execution. So we're in the process of doing a lot of that now, planning and, and, and uh, developing the execution plan. So we have another company-wide meeting next week. Uh, we're going to reinforce everything to ensure everybody's on board. We're all rolling in the same direction and we all know what we're doing. And, and at that meeting, we'll talk about some specific Things that are being developed, you know, with assignments, with milestones, with deadlines, and so forth, for each of the different pillars that we put in the in the plan, yeah. so that everybody knows what they're going to have to do in order to, to achieve the growth. Um, like I said before, the you know the previous owners did not have a strategic, future thinking uh, mindset. Uh, they ran a great business, but everything was done. I'm not going to say by the seat of your pants, but they did it you know, on a year-to-year -year basis, as opposed to looking ahead three, five, 10 years on where they wanted the company to go. So with this plan, we think that we are, can now communicate to everybody that 
we have a plan, we have a direction. It's pretty straightforward that if we execute the things that we put in the plan, that there'll be a lot more growth and there'll be, you know, a, a big benefit to everybody. So that's what we're doing right now. Uh, again, it's, it's a challenge uh, trying to run the day-to-day -day business and getting people to say, by the way, while you're doing your regular job, you have to also focus on some of these future thinking or future looking things. And um, so we're working through it. Well, that's a, uh, you know, I commend you, Marty, because I think uh, communicating uh, the strategy is really important and, and certainly is, uh, as you say, often one of the things that, you know, a small group of people go away and come up with a series of bright ideas. But, you know, if the whole team doesn't know what the ideas are and, and the prioritization of those ideas and the benefits that they will see, uh, you know, for executing on those ideas, then often uh, things do not go as as originally planned. So I commend you certainly for uh, for communicating that vision throughout the company as effectively as you have, and then you know continuing like your meeting next week to uh, bring people back together and and see how we're doing. Uh, you know, one one model obviously that uh, is often referred to as a racy model. RACI, which is looking at, uh, you know, who is responsible, who are those people accountable to, uh, who has to be consulted on these decisions, and, uh, you know, what uh, information and so on is required to be able to, uh, to do them. And, and so I think having clarity around that, whether it's uh, uh, with your full team, or whether uh, it's, you know, the leadership team that is responsible for, uh, for handling a lot of the execution, just having clarity around that. And, uh, being able to get to it uh, on a regular basis is, is really important. Clearly, every business has to prioritize the, uh, the things that are in front of it, and, and that's probably even more difficult now in the um, you know, post-COVID uh, environment, if I can call it that, because um, you know, we are seeing companies uh, come out of the, uh, the chute being very busy. In many cases, uh, it's a struggle to, uh, to hire the right kind of people to do the job. So people are doing uh, double duty in many cases, but still, uh, you know, customers are evolving and, and it needs to uh, be, be an area of focus for, for every successful business. So yeah, congratulations uh, on, on keeping the ball rolling well. <laughs> we're, we're, we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a second um, thing I wanted to explore a little bit is this whole aspect of corporate culture, Marty, and, and uh, you know, Peter Drucker, the famous uh, management consultant and writer, uh, is quoted as saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And uh, he didn't really mean, I don't think that strategy is unimportant, but rather that uh, the culture of a business uh, is really a powerful and empowering uh, tool for essential uh, organizational success. And I just wonder if you might share what you think are two or three important aspects of the culture that you've been trying to build at Thai Sales since you acquired it in 2018. And, um, you know, how have you done that? And what have been some of the challenges? Sure. So, um, first of all, as, as I mentioned before, I, I inherited a, a great culture when I bought the business from the Thai family. You know, they, they really set the tone that everybody from the management team, to the salespeople, to the warehouse staff, to the inside sales group, everybody in the company was focused on the customer. Uh, customers and keeping customers happy and knowing how to help them, you know, it was really uh, a, a culture, you know, within the company and we, and we have a helping culture. So 
you know, we plan, and we all, all of our efforts are really focused on helping customers and then helping each other within the company and also helping our suppliers and vendors succeed so that, you know, we have a, uh, we have a strong, you know, ongoing growing business. So that was something that I, you know, luckily I inherited and that everybody has a great attitude and a great team, you know, approach. Mm-hmm. So, but in addition to the, 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 uh, that culture, you know, we have a, you know, one of the things that drives our business is, is uh, a very generous profit sharing program. So everyone in the business really understands that we try to maximize our profits by selling more products, servicing our customers extremely well, managing our costs, doing all the things that, that maximizes you know, the profitability because when everybody pulls together and they hold each other accountable, at the end of the year, everybody gets a nice check and they have a chance to uh, you know, share, the, share the success of the company. So that was something that was in place before I bought the company and I've continued it. Um, we've actually enhanced it a little bit in order to try to make sure that uh, everybody still understands that helping customers is number one, but as you help customers and you, and you deliver solutions to their problems, company can make some money and then we all share in that. But you know, beyond that, uh, I really think that, that what's at the core of our, our company is that we believe that water is essential. Water is essential for life. Water is essential for the public health. And our little business is part of that, you know, that big, that big system, that big process of delivering clean, safe water to the public. And so everything we do is to help our customers, which are typically public works directors and water superintendents and foremen and all the guys that are out there uh, working in the streets, uh, working in water treatment plants, uh, you know, billing people that actually put the bills out to the customers. We help them do their job better so that they can deliver clean, fresh water to people. And even though people take water for granted in the United States, clean water, that's not going to make them sick. Uh, we recognize that our little company is part of that whole process and part of that big, you know, we're like a small cog in the, in the big machine that makes sure that every day when you turn your tap on, you're getting, you know, fresh, clean water that uh, is not going to cause you any, any health issues. So, um, you know, kind of those three things, the idea of helping customers and helping each other, you know, making sure that we're working towards a profitable enterprise. And then most importantly, understanding that water is essential and that if we do our jobs well, hopefully our customers can do their jobs well and they can deliver safe water and be able to deliver it and measure it and bill for it and keep their, you know, keep their municipal operation running, running pretty smoothly. So, Marty, I really like, I really like that. I, I think, um, you know, certainly one of the uh, uh, great sayings is uh, without customers, you don't have a business. And, and I think uh, your focus on customers uh, there has been, you know, very evident and, and has obviously been the success of uh, Thai sales since it was founded way back in 1963. And you've continued that legacy and, and grown it in your culture. I think, uh, you know, the other thing that uh, you mentioned is really around having your employees think like owners and, and the way the, uh, that you've accomplished that mm-hmm. with profit sharing. Uh, you know, if everybody's thinking like uh, an owner of the business, uh, it really should continue to, uh, to thrive. And then finally, I think, um, you know, you, you've hit it right on the head uh, as so many companies have today is really linking your growth uh, to purpose and uh and making the world a better place and i think purpose is uh, you know very evident in in 
your industry and in the, in the water industry. And as you say, it's essential for life. It's essential for health. And uh, we're very fortunate in this part of the world to, uh, to have uh, reliable potable water. And, and certainly your company has been an important part here in the Northeast of uh, making that a reality. So uh, customer purpose and, and people that think like owners, I think are all excellent uh, parts of uh, the elements of your culture. So well done. Thank the you. final thing I, I wanted to just explore with you, Marty, was um, as you know, president and CEO of Thai Sales, how do you keep on track uh, and on top of all of these uh, developments that are taking place in the industry, whether it's technology, whether it's, uh, you know, changing people at your customers uh, and, and, you know, their new expectations, particularly as uh, the next generation kind of comes along into some of those roles? How, how do you keep track of all of that? And, and how do you use those insights to continually shape the strategy of, uh, of Thai sales as you go forward? Yeah, and, that, and that, that again is a challenge because there are developments, there's changes and uh, trying to stay on top of everything in this industry is difficult because there are constant changes. There's changes in regulations, there's changes in competition, there's changes in technology. Uh, there's all kinds of different things that happen. And, and during COVID, um, a lot of the things that we would use, uh, you know, things that were at our disposal uh, to stay on top of that really went away. Things like trade shows and, you know, uh, ways to exhibit our products and learn more about what's going on in the industry, as well as learn more about our competitors. Uh, we didn't have that opportunity any longer because everything was shut down. So it became a, an even bigger challenge, but you know, we did fairly well through COVID. Um, our sales guys, we have a very good sales force. We have a very strong, uh, experienced, knowledgeable group of salespeople that are out on the road, uh, Every week, you know, meeting with customers, talking to them about challenges, talking to them about things we can do to help solve some of their problems. So that's a pipeline for us to get more information and to stay on top of what's happening in the industry. Uh, I think that this industry, um, unlike others that may have gone to more, uh, say, less personal type of selling, you know, we get face to face with the customer as much as possible. You know, through our sales force and then, you know, through our inside sales force. Plus, we have a lot of customers that come here to our office and our warehouses to, to pick up product and to buy things. So we try to stay on top of it by really interacting with customers. Um, secondly, I would say that just having the number of suppliers that we have that, that supply us product that we resell to our customers keeps us on our toes. You know, we have um, some of the biggest players in the industry as our as our suppliers. They do a great job of keeping us up to date on what's happening um, in terms of technology changes, uh, regulation changes, different things that would affect you know, our ability to, to, to solve and solve problems and sell things to our customers. Um, but it, it's you know it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens as we come out of COVID and we get back to the normal trade show circuit and our salespeople can actually go into a into a water department and see people for a change as opposed to doing, you know, virtual meetings or uh, meetings in a parking lot, you know, where you can't get out of your vehicle and you have to wear a mask. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves and if it goes back to normal, the way we used to do things. Uh, but but I think that uh, staying on top of the industry is, is, is always a challenge. Uh, publications help, but just that just that interaction with our suppliers and with our customers and us being in between there uh, really helps us stay on our toes and stay on top of what's going on in the industry. 
Well, here's a hoping for a return to uh, greater normalcy, uh, which hopefully will happen very soon. Uh, yes, sir. It already is happening. Happening, and and uh, you know, I think what stands out to me, Marty, in in the comments is uh, the relationships that you have with your longstanding customers and and longstanding suppliers. Frankly, seem much more like a partnership than uh, you know just a traditional uh, vendor customer relationship. Uh, you learn from them, you bring solutions and ideas to them. And, and likewise, mm -hmm. uh, you work very closely with your suppliers to uh, make sure that what you're offering is sort of state of the industry uh, in terms of solutions and, and, and products. So yeah. I think there's a good good insight there for a lot of businesses is to uh, you know have regular contact and everybody benefits when everyone has great communication and, and learning from each other. And we do have, you know, we... The products we sell and the solutions we sell um, make we try to make it easy for our customers to be able to do what they need to do. Uh, primarily, when it comes to meter reading and you know bill processing, you know at the end of the day, uh, a water utility, even a municipal water utility, is like a business. And if they deliver us, if they deliver their product, which is water, and they can get their bills out to their customers cleanly and easily and without any problems. You know, that's where we take pride in, in doing our job well. If there's a problem with anything that we've sold them, we try to fix it quickly and make it so that when they get around to doing their billing at the end of the month or whenever it is, they know they're not going to have a problem in getting the data to their systems and be able to get their customers out to their bills and then or get their bills out to their customers, I should say. And then we also provide solutions that let their customers see what's going on, you know, at the water utility and with their own usage. Mm -hmm. So those kind of things, I think, are are critical to our success. And staying on top, you know, kind of going to your last question, staying on top of the developments and understanding what our customers are looking for to provide better customer service and, and better visibility to their end user, the person that's actually using the water, the residents of the town. Uh, that makes it better for everybody. So uh, all good stuff. Great. Well, thank you, Marty, for uh, your insights and for taking uh, time with us today. I think uh, your focus on customers, your focus on your people, and, and certainly uh, really making it uh, efficient for customers to get opportunity to uh, acquire and, and make better use of the data that they have is uh, essential, like all businesses today, making good use of the data to uh, to really run their businesses more effectively. So thanks for joining us and thank you to our listeners. And please join us for uh, other upcoming podcasts in our Gray, Gray and Gray strategic thinking podcast series. Thanks, Marty, again. Have a great day. Thank you, Brian. Take care.